0: Hey, this is Dan Quiggle with episode 38 of Garage to Goliath, Leaders Building Legacies podcast. Two quick things. First, you can get the show notes for this episode at quigglegroup.com forward slash 038. Also, you can get a free copy of my leadership ebook at quigglegroup.com forward slash CEO disease. Enjoy. Learn how to trust them because I used to be a
1: micromanager, right? I I have my hands in everything. Right now, I learn, I read. Let them take care of the stuff and try not to micromanage. Allow them to make mistakes, as long as they do not make the same mistake the second time or multiple times, right? Give them the freedom, the creativity,
0: and the flexibility to do their job. So imagine getting to speak around the world, meeting the most successful, positive leaders, then getting to choose from that group. That's what my show is about, learning from the best, how to be your best, so that we can challenge ourselves to lead with purpose, impacting lives and communities. Hi, I'm Dan Quiggle, and welcome to the Garage to Goliath Leaders Building Legacies podcast, where we learn, lead, and leave a lasting legacy. My guest today is Hal Lam. Howe is the CEO of best-in-class education with an amazing story of escaping a communist country and coming to America for freedom, the freedom to fail, to learn from those failures, to succeed, and to add value to others and transform lives through business and entrepreneurship. I had the privilege of meeting Howe through Entrepreneurs' Organization, EO. EO is a great group of entrepreneurs that get together and talk about issues and solving problems and... How to Make Their Lives Better and More Exciting. It's a, just a fantastic group. I love it. Howard also just wrote a book, his own memoir, chronicling his leadership journey thus far. And he gave my team and me an advanced copy. And I am so humbled that he asked me to write a review for his book. I loved it. So I want to share with you, my listeners, if you don't mind how, uh, what I wrote. and Because uh, I just think it was kind of encapsulated who you are because you're just such a great symbol of what America is all about. I said, how is the embodiment of Emma Lazarus' words, Give me your huddled masses, yearning to breathe free. And here in this shining city on a hill, they can make it. Here they can not only survive but thrive, because here in this land, we are free. From bad to worse to best in class is the story of tenacity, grit, the humility to admit mistakes, and the wisdom to learn and grow from failure. It is an unsung hero's story made possible by the free society. Howe's story teaches us to learn something meaningful from each and every circumstance, lead with humility every chance we get, and leave a lasting legacy. Howe, I can't do your story justice, and I don't even want to try. To my listeners, definitely read Howe's book, but Howe, can you share with us your story Growing up in Vietnam and during the communist takeover of your country after the war, your multiple escape attempts, and then ultimately getting you know here to America without giving too much away, how did you get to where you are right now?
1: Sure, um, Dan, I need 24 hours. <laughs> Just kidding. I would try to do it in maybe a minute or so. Um, born in Vietnam. Um, Went through a very, very tough time. My dad was in the military. He, he fought alongside with the, the uh, U.S. Army, was captured. He's one of the uh, POW. Family had a really rough time when the communists took over. We didn't have an opportunity. I did not get a chance to go to school. I tried to escape more than 10 times but failed. I gave up. I learned random things. Didn't have a purpose in life. Didn't have any opportunity at all, so life was just you know um, nothing happened. When I reached 18, it's a critical moment. I I had to uh, go to the military, but I didn't want to fight for the communists. I didn't know at that time. Vietnam was uh, having a war with China, and I was age. Uh, I'm a um, let me see. Let me let me try to put this correctly. I am a Vietnamese with a Chinese origin, so my parents were from China, so it's difficult for me to 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 go into the military and and fought with the Chinese, so I had to try to escape again um The last three times was really, really tough i don't want to give away too much uh, reader really have to read my book in order to 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 go through what to to experience what I've gone through but Ultimately, I made it to the Philippines when I was 21 years old, and I learned English when I was 21 years old, and then stayed there for a year, went to Canada. Uh, my, My Canadian or American dream is to finish high school. So it took me two years. I finished high school when I was 23 years old, finished college when I was 27, have a passion in education, love teaching start my own company back in 1995, when I moved down to Seattle, Washington. I was a one-man team back then. I was a teacher. I was a grader. I was the receptionist. I was a janitor. Couldn't afford to hire an English teacher. Do you know what a P&L was like? I had a passion in teaching, just didn't you know anything but teach. Fast forward 23 years later, I am so humbled to have uh, to own a tutoring franchise. It's a national brand. We have close to 60 locations in 13 states in the US, and we are growing. So, is that a quick blurb?
0: Oh, I love that story. That gives me the chills. I mean, that's what I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, I love the fact that you know you you don't you don't focus on the negative, you always look forward how. That's what I love about your attitude, your energy, everything about you. Um, Thank and, and you. you know, the thing that I appreciate about your book is is your transparency. I know the tendency of you know human preservation is to only share the things that make us feel good, that you know, make us look good. But you had a lot of failure in business and, and you say that's a good thing. Why? What lessons did you learn from your failed businesses?
1: Yeah, so as you know, I failed so many times. You know, I escaped more than 10 times. I was jailed. I was shot at and all that. But in business, I also failed miserably. At one point, um, uh, some of my partner and I own four restaurants, and I mean big one. Um, smallest one is 120, 150 seats. The largest buffet restaurant was 500 seats. And then um, we had we couldn't stop. We just keep building one after another, and we failed. And now, when I look back, because I didn't know what I didn't know back then, that was over ten years ago. And when I look back and I analyze the situation, and now I know exactly why we failed. There were two reasons why we failed, you know, badly. Number one is we did not have a great team. So that is really important to any organization, right? Great team is our largest asset. And number two, we didn't have a good system and process. So we did, not build, we did not build a solid foundation before we grow. And then we try to grow. And the, the large, two largest components is didn't have a great team, didn't have good processes and procedure, and then we just fell overnight. We shut down all four. And we learned from it.
0: Yeah. So, but I think that's the thing is, is how do you learn from it? How do you, you know, move forward doing that? And, and you said, one of the things that I was intrigued by was you said you grew up being taught to keep your cards close to your chest, uh, but you were working to break that habit and be more expressive. Why? Can you explain that?
1: Yeah. So, um, it is, it is hard to swallow, right? So, because it's a lot of money, it's a financial impact and all that, but, but a lot of the time, we just fail and we just move on. But when we fail, um, we just have to analyze the situation, why we didn't succeed, what are we doing wrong, and all that. And, and a lot of the time, um, because of my background, so restaurant was not my passion back then because of um, I did not have financial security. So I was trying to do many, many things at the same time, because I, I, I have a job, I do, you know, I had a tutoring school, I own the restaurant and all that. I want to have multiple sources of income. But my focus was in education, I didn't know that. And I didn't find the focus. And back then, I, I, I didn't read a lot, I didn't go to um, a workshop, I didn't have a mentor and all that, and I failed in many, many places the only place that I didn't fail is education. And ironically, I spent very little time when I was only to tutoring school. But because I was so passionate in the education, and I couldn't fail. And for a lot of the stuff, you know, because I, I just want to make money, I just want to, um, um, to, to grow something that I'm not passionate about, and that's why I failed.
0: So how And how, now when I, I...
1: woke up, I stay laser-focused. I, I love what I do right now. It's hard to fail what you love to do.
0: So let me ask you, though, during that time when you had multiple jobs and everything, were you married? Did you have kids at that time? Like, what what was the situation? Yeah,
1: marriage and kid. It's tough, you know. I had multiple jobs, married, kids. Didn't spend quality time with my family. It was like I spread myself too thin when I was in restaurant. we had meetings like after we closed like eleven thirty meet until two a m Everybody was like exhausted tired um, and and when you read my book, you notice that at one point I owned a, a mortgage company, I was in real estate when I was teaching, my phone rang, and I was, I was trying to sell a loan right and then when I was when i was uh, uh uh showing house with people and people try to ask call ring up my phone and ask me for tutoring, so I was running two hundred miles an hour with different direction. Do you know what I was doing? so so it par- took me many, many years then to learn how to stay focused
0: and you know part of that though is 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 the the need, the desire the to 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 make sure you're providing for the family. It's so hard. I hear that all the time. Like you know, to to take that risk to kind of lose sight of the shore, especially when you have, you know, family and kids and everything else and mortgage payments and life backs up on you. But I love the advice that you're giving my listeners on you know, kind of choose what you love, find the passion, and then be laser focused in the success of that of that mission. You know, current currently That's, best right. in class. You have forty seven locations. And tell me if these numbers are now even old because you're growing so fast in nine different states. Your company has received numerous accolades including 2017 Top Franchises from Entrepreneur Franchise 500 list, America's Fastest Growing Companies from Inc. 5000. Tell my listeners about Best in Class. I mean, you owned a few franchises, and then ended up buying. Yeah, this yeah.
1: So I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a largest franchisee and also a franchisor. So I own 10 corporate stores in Washington State. Um, right now, uh, God, I can't even keep track. I think we have 55 plus locations right now. We just opened seven locations in Q1 alone. Right here today, we have seven locations. It's a tutoring franchise. And like I told you back in 1995, it was a one man show. I love tutoring. I, I just love teaching. Do you know that it could turn into a business? Do you know that it could turn into a tutoring empire and then I grow my team one person at a time one day at a time. Um, it is a tutoring school we We tutor kindergarten, middle, and high school students, mainly math and English for the younger folk and for the For the older students, we tutor SAT, ACT, and all that. And I'm living the American dream. And my passion is to to give my system and processes to a lot of franchisees who can share the same passion and also do the same thing. You know, provide a lot of jobs to the community, teach a lot of students, and live a, a, a dream life.
0: So, with, but with so many locations, and let's kind of get down and dirty here for a second because, you know, can you share your strategy like for quality control? How do you keep up with all that with 55 locations around the country?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm glad you added that, Dan. Franchise itself is a system. Good quality start out with a very, very good system. So, to begin with, fundamentally, we build a really strong system and a great culture for the franchisee teacher to to, to follow. So we monitor them by looking some of the KPI, you know, key performance indexes. And that's how we keep up with our quality. We don't micromanage.
0: So how do you keep everyone on the same page? Like with you know, from a, a vision perspective?
1: Very good. Very good. So we create, like I told you earlier, we create a system. Communication is the key. So we implement, for example, monthly newsletter, monthly webinar, coaching and mentoring smaller group, et cetera, et cetera, so that everyone can learn from each other, share ideas, and best practices.
0: So I love that you're investing in the people. So, I mean, you're you're not just educating those students. You're educating those teachers and how to communicate, how to do everything else. What does that look like?
1: Um, Most importantly, um, we train our teachers, and we also – I have a lot of professional developments. So that is funny. There was uh, someone who, who uh, in uh, I was in a seminar and someone asked, uh, when we talk about learning, growing the team and all that, someone raised a question and asked, hey, hey what if you train your team and they leave? And the person just quickly responds, what if you don't? And they stay, right? So <laughs> you can see the logic, right? That's great. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, I, I love, I love. So, so let me ask you, how, how would someone who works for you and at best in class describe the culture of your company?
1: Excellent question, Dan. We are best in class family, whether it's staff members, teacher, executive member, franchisee. We support each other through tough time and we keep learning and clear obstacles ahead of us together we have a very strong company culture and we have a core value by the way that we all live by every single day it is so important so talk to, to me about the to, core to values cars. i mean
0: I, I was actually reading through those just cuz i i love the way you've built the the structure within this company but you're very very aggressive about talking about you know the core company values and you know it's positivity energy passion adaptability collaboration and efficiency why did you choose those and, and what do you think are the most important or are they all important? How do, yeah. how, how do you describe it? It's funny it?
1: The, the acronym is PEACE. It, it, it was just by accident. So we work with a team. We came up with the stuff that we're good at, who we are and all that. So we came up with all these characteristics, right? So because we're in education, we're dealing with children and all that. So positive is very important, right? That's a saying that you you can't hire someone and train them how to smile Just high smiling people, right? (laughs) So you need to have positive team members, energetic and passionate about education. Whether they are teacher or franchisee, they have to be very passionate about uh, education and about helping kids, right? And then the third one is adaptable. Then you know that everything changed so rapidly nowadays, right? With the Common Core, with technology, new SAT and all that. As a company, we are resilient and we are committed to meet to meeting the need of our customer, right? Adaptability is super important to us. And second last is collaborative, a collaboration. I can't do this alone, right? So we are a family. We work as a team and we support each other. No one has to do this alone. And we're all there to support each other. And then lastly, and most importantly, is efficient, right? Because as you know, we are a franchise. We have a system. Efficiency is super important. And we don't waste time. We believe in maximizing results for our stu- students, teacher franchisees, and all that, and we are we pay attention to detail because they all matter.
0: So, to my listeners, and I hope you're li- listening to this and really getting to the bottom. Listen to the passion in House voice. I love that. See, that's what I love about you know true entrepreneurs is that when you're doing what you love, when you really feel like you're making a difference. I mean, it just comes across. In the energy, the passion, you know, all of that, and 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 the positivity that goes with it. So, you know, just certainly appreciate that how have from the time I, I've met you. That's why I wanted to have you on my show. Uh, you know, just from your, you. your whole story in in your book, you say you're really proud of your ability to see potential in people and then provide the environment for that to for you know to blossom. So, how do you identify the potential or people's strengths? Very good. So hiring
1: is very tough, right? But again, we have the fundamental, we have the core value, right? So we hire core value fit. And I'm not saying that we are 100% success all the time. But the thing is, if the people who cannot live by our core value will self-select to leave the company. So the people who stay are the people who have the potential and the people who can lead by our value and people who can grow themselves and grow the company all together.
0: So there are a lot of leaders listening right now who maybe run a team or maybe even run a company. What is your advice to other leaders to help them do the same, to kind of find that potential and then help it, help it to grow? Great. Again, you know,
1: um, to me, I learned it from, from a lot of reading in order to grow a company, we must grow our team, invest in them so that they have the skill and knowledge to grow your company. So that is that is super important. Yeah, we have monthly meeting, quarterly meeting. We have um, a wonderful coaches and mentors like yourself to come in and talk to our team uh, to train them with different aspects of uh, professional um, growth.
0: Yeah, so... You know, you know, in 2014 you you joined EO because you thought you'd Correct. get some generally good advice on, you know, how to run a company better. But you say it's been so much more than that for you. Can you talk a little bit about EO and, and what that's meant to you as a leader and to your business?
1: Great, great. Um it it completely changed my life. Like I said, you know, um before I joined EO, I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't read a lot of books. I didn't, I didn't uh, do a lot of workshop and all that. I didn't attend a lot of workshops. Uh, three, three and a half years ago, when I joined you, it completely transformed my life. The amount of knowledge that I gained from the peer experience sharing and caring about each other is incredibly valuable. There are so many learning opportunities on a regular basis whether it is through a mentor, coaches, a wonderful speaker like yourself, or or, or through um, uh, our forum and chapter and, and board and peer group. I also find my tribe at EO that I can talk to, learn from, and share experience with. I would not be where I am today without EO. But when I first joined, like you said, four years ago, I mean, I I got stuck. I want to grow my company. Didn't know where to go and found EO. Super excited about growing my company. But but I was wrong. EO is 360, right? Uh, 360, I mean, it touches four critical parts of my life. Help me with my business, my personal life, my family, and also my volunteer spirit. I became a better leader, better father, son, husband, and and it just it just completely changed me, uh, positively uh, changed me. Then,
0: yeah, that's that's fantastic, and uh, you know I, I see that all the time as I go around. I see these different peer groups that get together. There is power in mm-hmm. peers. I mean, when you surround yourself with good people, you know nothing but good things are going to happen because they're going to force you into that situation. They're going to they're going to challenge you to be the best that you can be. On a regular basis. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you and I met at an EO event. So obviously staying fresh and cutting edge, evolving, developing is important to you. What other things Mm -hmm. do you do to make sure that you're learning and staying fresh? Like any publications that you read? Do you have any specific routines, maybe a deliberate strategy uh, to make sure you're doing? Oh,
1: Great. Yes, yes, yes. We all have a, a routine. So, of course, number one, right, learning is a key. I, I try to read one or two books a month. After I finish the book, I try to implement a thing or two that I learn. right? And I certainly go to a lot of website. You websites, know, um, listen to some podcasts, entrepreneur.com, success.com, uh, franchise website, assess, et cetera, on a regular basis. And I also have an accountability partner. So we said we, we want to. Stay laser-focused. We set five goals each week, and we hold each other accountable. We talk for 10 minutes every Monday, right? And if we want to make sure we have to get this done before we do anything else. So it's a, it has been going on for over a year, and it's very, very helpful. And I also have a morning and an evening routine. So I read the book called The Miracle Morning by Cameron Harrell and Hal Rock. And I follow the concept. It is very simple. It just includes some very simple thing like, you know, before I get out of bed, I drink a lot of water. And it's just a little bit of meditation, reading my affirmation, my vision, something I'm grateful for out loud, doing a seven-minute exercise, and also write for a few minutes. It is very simple then when you think about it, but it's the routine. It takes between 15 and 30 minutes, like morning and afternoon, and I do this on a daily and a regular basis. It just, it just gets me going every day by reading the affirmation, you know, have a little bit of meditation, you know, jumping jack a little bit, just get my, my blood up and get my heart, you know, beating very quickly.
0: Yeah, and and I think that, you know, that probably comes from your time at EO, right? Because, I mean, you said it changed your life. I mean, all that perspective comes from hearing other people tell you or at least advise you or offer, you know, challenge you to to do that on Mm -hmm. a regular basis. So when you say daily affirmations, what do you mean by that?
1: Um,
0: Daily affirmation
1: means um, I read the stuff that I want um, to do every day, and then I read it out loud, my vision. I want to visualize my success. I want to see what's going on. So I have a page of affirmation. I have a page of uh, vision. I have something that I'm grateful for every day. And I just read them out loud morning and evening. Just read it one time. And then just keep myself focused.
0: So give me, give me an example, because I love this by the way. Give me an example of what's, what's on that page.
1: Yeah, so for example, on affirmation, right, I have personal family and work. So um, one thing that I, I, you know, I I read a few, so I'm going to read a couple. I'm committed to going to bed no later than 930, 9.30 p.m. at night, so I can get up 5 a.m. in the morning. So I read this out loud every day. And then the next one is to ensure that I'm keeping my weight between 150 to 160 pounds. I exercise at least three times a week. And I'm on a low-carb, low-sugar, low-dairy product, and low-alcohol diet. I nourish my body with healthy food. I just read this two times a day. Same thing with my family affirmation. Same thing with my work. So that keeps me stay laser-focused.
0: Wow. Okay, so all my listeners <laughs> maybe going home and doing my own uh, daily affirmations. Uh, I appreciate that, How. Again, I mean, just love talking to you. I mean, I think that's that's a great way to stay focused on a day to day basis. I love that you're doing it in the morning and in the evening, and I love that you even gave yep. yourself a bedtime or at least you know a, a targeted bedtime. I mean, how often are you successful with that? Um,
1: seventy five to eighty percent.
0: Okay all right? Every, every
1: day. Sometimes, even if I travel, I, I do that. Meditation, three to five minutes, something really sim- simple. Affirmation, I read maybe three pages, which is less than a minute, minute and a half, right? And I, I keep repeating my stuff, right? My vision to I, 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 I can visualize grateful, right? I'm, I'm grateful that I'm healthy, strong, motivated, and super energetic. By reading that You are already super energetic, right? (laughs) Just read it out loud to yourself every day. You can't go
0: wrong. So, thank you for that. So, you you know, you've heard me talk of, because I want to switch gears just a little bit. You've heard me talk about CEO disease. As a matter of fact, you know, I just just released a new ebook about CEO disease for my listeners. As a reminder, you can get that free copy at quigglegroup.com forward slash CEO disease. But look, we all have a tendency to contract CEO disease at one time or another on leader on our leadership journey, and you know myself included for sure. So my question to yeah. you is is threefold. Um, can you share with my listeners a time when you had CEO disease?
1: All the time. <laughs> for example, um, uh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, did, 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 um, many a, a few years ago. So when I had a meeting, right? So. Um of course I'm a CEO, so I was the only person who was talking in the in, in, in meeting. So I didn't give anybody any opportunity to shine. Didn't give anybody any opportunity to contribute. I was one of my see, I felt bad afterward, but when I was there I didn't I didn't quite understand it.
0: Yeah and and, and I think that's that's important. I mean we we put the focus on us. And I, I say this time and time again, but you know, so often it's building up leaders around us. It's expanding leadership. It's giving them a self a chance to make tough decisions and live and die by those decisions. Um, so, mm-hmm. is there anything that you do to stay more self aware to keep CEO disease from creeping into your life?
1: Honestly, then I am very lucky. I'm lucky that I have a wonderful team, wonderful wife, and 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 some mentor and coaches. Every day we remind me to be humble, listen more, talk less, and give others opportunity to shy and to speak up. So I now I just listen more, talk less, let other people say
0: first. that's great. That's great advice. Uh, so you yeah, know, because you're so busy, I mean, look at this, you've got you've got family, you know you've got you've mm-hmm. got work, you've got these new franchisees, you've got your own stores. How do you know if you're spread too thin? What is your advice to leaders to stay focused and effective?
1: <laughs> Dad, we all spread too thin, right? No, just kidding. So uh, I know when my day I feel with too many meetings and, uh, you know, uh, emails and all that. Uh, but my, my advice, my shared experience is to set a routine of what you do. Whatever it is, whether it's checking email or having meeting or do anything. So, for example, in order for me to stay laser-focused and be effective and efficient, for example, email, I only check email two or three set times a day and respond to them according to their urgency and importance. Sometimes I got an email in, it's not urgent, I don't even attend to it. For meeting, we don't need two, three, four, five long Hours meeting. My meeting typically 25 minutes, and then I won't go into a meeting without a specific agenda. A lot of the time, people say, How I want to talk to you. And then in the pattern, say, Yeah, sure. What time? You know, how I want to talk to you. Yes, what are we going to talk about? Right? Send oh. me three to five items, and then let me see if it's worth a meeting. If it is, then we'll set a time, we'll stay laser focused. I only have twenty-five minutes. Bam, it's done.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. Do I you, don't waste
1: time. Do you have a blueprint? You know, and and do one thing at a time without interruption, and 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 that's really critical. So that allows me to stay focused, uh, to be efficient and effective, so that I can serve my team
0: and my franchisee better. Yeah, that's great. Do you do? You, do you have a blueprint or a resource that you use to build those routines?
1: I read a lot of books, you know, I, I stole a lot of ideas from the 4 hours work weeks. You know, you see all of this is, you know, as a result of learning from other, right? So I read The 4 Hours of Workweek, The Miracle Morning, and some of my favorite books, you know, like uh, Mastering the Rocket Fellow, and I read your book leading, uh, like uh, uh, Ronald Reagan, I had a, actually a hard copy and a soft copy, I listened to your audio a couple of times, and I had a hard copy on my desk too. Some of the books that I love, Right, I had a few favorite books. Right, Double Double uh, from Cameron Harrell, Mastering the Rockefeller, and 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 your book, Leading Like a uh, Ronald Reagan. And I just these are my bible. I keep re, you know reviewing this. There are a lot of tips that I that I implement.
0: Well, thank you, Hal, for saying that. That means a lot to me because definitely uh, you know, value our friendship and, and I feel the same way about you as far as just impacting my life for a zest and love for life and appreciation for the opportunities that we have on a regular basis just from your story and the success that you're having on a daily basis. And, and you see a lot of people. So you, you meet people, you see them, you have to work with them, you have to identify them, you have to motivate them. So what is the one trait that you look for in your top people and why? If you had to pick one trade, I'm just curious.
1: Uh, If I were to
0: pick one trade, let me think here. Um, I try to look at myself,
1: right? I think I admire people who's hungry to learn and make changes. This is one trade I'm looking at, right? Of course, two, right? Hungry to learn and make changes. No one knows it all then. And if one is willing to learn and willing to take calculated risks, And then implement the change. That's one of the alcohol value, right? Adaptability. That is a person I'm looking forward to work with. Super important, right? Good is learn, implement the change. Go out of your comfort zone, right? That is super important.
0: Yeah, and that's not easy for people because, you know, we're all creatures of habit, no. right? And we don't like taking risks because there's danger and risk, but there's also opportunity. And Nobody that...
1: want to change then, right? It's hard. People are so comfortable. And, and I change every day. How can, like on a scale of 1 to 10, even if I'm at 8, I want to push for 8 and a half, 9, even if I'm at 9. Can I go 10? Can I, go, can I push through <laughs> the roof? Is there any process and system that we can implement? so that we can do better. Can we automate a system? Can we outsource? Can we use technology? A lot of people are, they don't want to change, especially com- old company like us then, right? So I started in 1995. It's a 20-year young company. A lot of the stuff is like very low-tech and, and very, you know, um, a lot of work and all that. So it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of, you know, creativity to to make some changes because I have a lot of uh, a wonderful team who has been with me for a long time and then try to implement a change. is hard. Oh, we're we doing good. Why are we making the change?
0: Yeah, well, it, you know, but part of that goes back to leadership and, and, and how your mindset, and I guarantee you that's addictive to the people around you, is just that, you know, how, how can we be better on a regular basis? So what is your personal leadership style or philosophy? How did you develop it? Like, how would you classify it? Describe it.
1: Um, my leadership style. Let me let me think here. Um, tr- train and trust my team. If you were to ask me, right? Because team is getting bigger and bigger. Um, learn how to trust them. Because I used to be a micromanager right? I, I have my hands in everything. Right now, I learn, I read. Let them take care of the stuff and try not to micromanage. Allow them to make mistakes as long as they do not make the same mistake the second time or multiple time. right? Give them the freedom, the creativity, and the flexibility to do their job. Communication is the key. And we use technology and we collaborate, right? Have a few KPI, like I mentioned earlier, that we... Right? myself and my team can track on a regular basis so that we know how everybody's doing and if someone is behind on their goal and try to support them, and, and that's it, right? I used to run my company like a dictatorship then. Huh. I was embarrassed to say that. You know, hey, this is what I want to do. Everybody follow. But right now, I try to do it first. This is what I did. This is what I learned from EO. then. We don't say you should, Right. We share our experience. Very, very humble, right? This is what I did. I think it's helping. You might want to give it a try instead of saying, Dan, you got to be doing this. I did it. It worked well for me. It just didn't work that way, right? And I just, like 2018, one of my EO form may, for example, share with me his 2018 personal goal. And I love it. I adapt it personal, you know, finance, work, and all this stuff. So I dropped my and I shared it with the team. It's what I I will be doing for 2018. I want you to see what I do, and I hope that I motivate them. I hope that I can inspire them to to have one on their own. But I didn't tell anybody to drop their own personal goal. I just say, here's my this is a copy. If you want, if you want an electronic copy, let me know, and I post my in my room. anybody can come and take a look, because I show my team my goal. Everybody hold me accountable. <laughs> I need to live up
0: with it. So first of all, love that you said train and trust. I think that that's a big challenge for a lot of leaders. Is is to release, you know, to give to give. Uh, hand over the reins to, to others around them and let them make those decisions? Because, you know, I always think it, it, it when we get to make the decisions, it just proves we're relevant. <laughs> you know, we can beat on our yes. chest and say, look at me, I'm still in control. And I think that that's, that's just, you know, again, not true success. I love train and trust. I love that that mindset. So, exactly. how going back and looking back on your life, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self and why?
1: Oh, it is a great question. I can write another book for my 20-year-old self. <laughs> but one thing is, read and learn. Um, I told you four years, I mean, before I joined EO, I didn't read. I didn't learn. I thought I know it all. Company got stuck. So if I, if I would tell my 20-year-old, how? Read and learn every day. That's it. Simple. I wish I, I I read on a regular basis when I was younger.
0: Yeah, no, and we all hopefully are lifelong learners. I mean, that's what this show is all about. You know, how to, I'm, I'm learning exactly. the whole time I'm interviewing you and, and other great leaders and I just really value this time because I mean, I'm just soaking it all up myself and I hope the listeners are as well. I mean, we, we all can get better. And would it be different, but what what's the best business or life advice you'd give your kids or grandkids?
1: Oh, great question, uh, I have two boys. Um, I would I would advise them to trim back and stay laser focused on what they want to do, and also do not af- do not be afraid to ask for help. There are so many generous people like Dan yourself, you know, out there who are willing to help and to share their experience. And at the end of the day, please do not forget to pay back by helping others and by sharing by sharing your own experience, right? I gain a lot from my mentor, like yourself, Dan, and some of the wonderful people who helped me. I can't repay them. The only way for me to repay them is to mentor other people. So I'm a mentee, and I'm also a mentor myself. So my advice to my kids is dream big, stay laser-focused, be a mentor and a mentee.
0: Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Okay, so you know, talk to me a little bit about who do you mentor? Cuz you you just brought that up and that that's interesting to me. Like who who do you view?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh again, I'm a mentee. I have two mentors myself and I also my wife's nephew in China and and he was probably late 20 or early 30. I can see him in myself like he was super young, he's, he's, he's had a background in finance, he's super energetic, and he's doing a lot of things, right? So I can see, oh, I was like that. So I talked to him on, on, on a regular basis, and I said, his name is Mark, you know, I, I hope he's listening, you know, I'll give him the link too. And I said, Mark, let's stay focused here. What is important for you? Right, because because he is he's very capable. He's young. He's energetic. He want to do everything at the same time. It was me. It so was 20 twenty 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 years ago. I, I was exactly like that, and I failed miserably because I couldn't. I mean, if you have ten priority, you don't have any party, right? <laughs> so one need to stay laser focused. Two to three things, Set a goal set a timeline, one by at a time, and get it done. So to me, it's not, when I mentor him, it's so much of helping his business and all that, helping him to stay laser focused, have a one-year plan, break it down to a quarterly plan, monthly plan, weekly plan, daily plan, and hourly plan. Just stay laser focused. Nothing fancy, but having a really Good routine and structure in play, and stay laser focused
0: So, and and I know you touched on it for a second, but who who is you know who has had the most significant impact on you as a leader?
1: There are so many people who help me, but there are two people I couldn't thank them enough. And the first one is uh, Mr. Ron Huntington. He's he's my coach, my mentor, my good friend. I worked with him for the last three years. And second person, uh, his name is uh, Ted Tennis. Uh, They both shared me who I am today, and we meet on a regular basis. Uh, uh, Ted is is my mentor. Uh, He always taught me things. He retired, but we we talk on a regular basis, and he just gives me a lot of support. Every time I hit a wall, Ted, what am I going to do? And he just gives me great advice. So I couldn't be here without you know these two wonderful human beings and a lot of my team member and everybody you know i'm 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 so lucky then uh, I get to know so many wonderful people surrounding me give me help give me support um uh, cheer me up when I'm down and let me know that you know tomorrow's gonna be a better day
0: so you you've been married to Lisa for what how long twenty four or over twenty five years
1: uh this year will be our 25th anniversary. Yeah, yeah. It's almost 25 years, 25 wonderful years.
0: Yeah, no, and, and, and I've had the chance to meet with her, go to dinner with you guys in Seattle. I mean, just uh, love, love the whole family with your two sons. What is your strategy to be present in their lives? Like, Because, uh, you know, you, again, torn too, you know, too thin sometimes. What is your strategy to lead effectively at home and at work?
1: Oh, uh, Dan, I'm great you asked. In the past, people said, you know, work-life balance is no such thing. It's work-life present. I think you said that, or, or uh, what? Yeah, you? Yeah. You said that, right? Yes. Dan? Yes. Work-life present. Was it you who said that? Yes. Yes. I remember one one speaker taught me that. So, there's no work-life balance for a CEO. But I have work-life present. So I have day-night with Lisa and also my son on a regular basis. Uh, we do one-on-one time. Every time I'm with my wife, we spend quality time together. Whether it's a dinner, out or go for a walk. I don't even bring my phone or I leave it silent. So it is super important to spend quality life with people I love. Yeah, no,
0: that's and it matters, doesn't it? And it's it? a
1: routine too, right? So everything had to fit in a schedule. If it's not in a schedule, it won't happen, right? So so I have day night with, with my son one once or twice a month, same thing with Lisa. I just one on one good time, you know, we is go out for a movie, have a pizza.
0: Just just
1: do something, just father and son. It's the time is just precious.
0: Yeah, no, it it is. And a lot of times if we know we can't have that balance, just being there and being there fully uh, it, it matters to people, you know. Having your focus on them, actually listening to the questions, and you know those date nights. I mean, I was, I was when I'm speaking to CEOs. Sometimes I'll say you know, turn to that other person in the house. Remember them? I mean, they're still there, maybe. And, and say, you know, hey, when was the last time we, whatever happened to that date night we promised each other 25 years ago? That never happened, did it? But I never missed a meeting at work. You know, so we. it's important for us to keep those meetings just like we do our, our work meetings and, and, and to have exactly. fun and it, relax. Yeah,
1: and then the key is routine, right? So it is actually funny you asked that question because on my, on my 2018 goal, I, like, you know you know we talk a lot about the smart goal right how many times? at least one time a month i have a day night with my son or my uh, and or my wife like minimum sometimes two times and and i have a wonderful ea her name is aubrey she put i asked her to put my day night into my schedule i'm not going to meet anybody nobody's more important than me having a day night with my son or my wife it's yeah. super important right When it's there I promise them that I'll be there, two, three hour. A light dinner, movie out, whatever. It's important. Or just go out for a walk.
0: Yeah, no, that it, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. I mean, uh, exactly. It, it's 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 about about the time. Um, can I the ask you a question? The time, the present, right?
1: Yeah. No, no phone call, no 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 chatting, no no Facebook, no nothing. Just just father and son, or me and Lisa time.
0: So what? just real quick, just because I'm sure my listeners would be curious, like, what does quality time with your son look like Like when you're with your sons?
1: Very good. So um, let's say a couple-hour quality time, and and normally I ask, hey, hey, son, what would you like to have today? He said, I don't know. Just think. Oh, let's go have pizza. So we just went there, just sat there a couple hours, and we talked about everything and anything, Right. What is he passionate about? What he wanna do, what he doesn't wanna do, and then he starts sharing. Right? He starts talking, Oh dad, I wanna go here, I wanna do this, I wanna do that and then he starts asking me a lot of questions also. So we both ask each other question. I get to know him more, he get to know me more and we create a bond.
0: You know, I so always that is, that I always is tell super
1: people impor- important.
0: Yeah, yeah, the best time is, is those rides, like when you drive the kids to school. And they're sitting in the back with their friends, and you're just—you're not even commenting. You're just listening to the conversation. You learn so much in some of those private moments where people are kind of just being themselves and just hanging out. And and I think when you give your kids that chance to kind of dig deeper and and have a conversation, yeah. you're, you're right—that bond just grows and grows. So I commend you for making that a priority. How it's—it's it, it's important for all my listeners and for me. I mean, I'm uh, there's no again halo sitting over this head. So I'm—I'm I'm, I'm listening. I'm taking notes. I love all this. So we'll end with this because it's something that you've heard me say before, but I'm going to ask you again right now because I really want you to to share with my listeners. But when I, during my speech, talk about legacy, I ask a question. And I ask the question is, you know, how will your children describe you to their children? And, you know, what would they say? And I I say not what they really would say. In your wildest fantasy, what would you want them to say? So how right now... How would you want to be described?
1: Um, good question. Then let me think for a second here. Um,
0: like if they said, you know, talking to your kid, you had grandkids. If they said, "Mom, Dad, what was Grandpa really like?" What would you want them to say in your I, I think fantasy? I want
1: them to say, "My grandfather made a positive impact in many people's life." Very very important. This is what I do on a daily basis. You know, I am helping student, I am helping teacher to succeed. I'm helping franchisee to to live the American dream. One person at a time, one person each and every day. And I want to help thousands and thousands of Student, hundreds and hundreds of teacher, and hundreds and hundreds of franchisee. My franchise sky is the limit. I want to keep opening more center so that I can help more uh, entrepreneurs. And a lot of time it's just just so wonderful to see some see them uh, be be successful, positive impact on people's life.
0: Yeah, and I and I think that when you when you do that. As a parent, and they see that you're, that you're investing not only in, in them as kids, but but also in, in others around you and in society and communities in general. I mean, you know, you, your hope is is that they'll emulate that, that they'll follow you and, and want to help others, to think outside themselves, to think outside. Exactly. You know, you, you take and care. at the
1: end of the day, right, live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. Mm-hmm.
0: Life is short, have fun,
1: help others, just be happy right, Dan?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Listen, life is too short not to have fun and to feel love while you're doing it and to enjoy and love life uh, along the way. So listen, How, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to talk with me today. Uh, you know, you're thank always, you, Dan. It's my honor. You're always inspirational. Again, love your energy. So where can people find you? Learn more about tutoring for their kids, operating a, opening a franchise, get your book. How can they connect with you?
1: Oh, yeah. Thank you for asking, Dan. Uh, they can find me on bestinclasseducation.com.
0: So bestinclasseducation.com. Um, I'll include Correct. that yeah. uh, link to to my listeners in the show notes at quigglegroup.com backslash 038. That's quigglegroup.com backslash 038. How? thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And uh, have a great rest of the week.
1: Thank you, Dan. Looking forward to see you in a week or
0: so. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Garage to Goliath. Remember, you can get a free copy of my leadership ebook about CEO disease at quigglegroup.com forward slash CEO disease. Also, as a reminder, if you want to learn more about how, where to get his book, about his company, Best in Class, and to get a recap of this episode of Garage to Goliath, you can get the show notes at quigglegroup.com forward slash 038. That's quigglegroup.com forward slash zero three eight. Also, please subscribe to the show in iTunes at quigglegroup.com forward slash iTunes or on SoundCloud at quigglegroup.com forward slash SoundCloud. Subscribing helps others find the show and please leave an honest review. Your reviews help make me better as a host and help make this podcast better for you and share with friends. I'd be so grateful if you'd share this podcast with others on social media or send a quick email or text about the show to another leader who you think would benefit and enjoy the podcast and would encourage them on their leadership journey. Thanks.